everyone, and welcome to Podposition, and apologies in advance, uh, because this one is the one that will either be a very fun and funny experiment, or the <laughs> most miserable uh, hour and change of your life. Uh, <laughs> it could go either way. Um, I, I very specifically wanted to do an episode that was just me and Gavin, because the idea of it made me laugh. And then I was even more amused when I realised that the biggest, possibly the only story happening in video games this week is Pokemon related. So, with that in mind, Gavin. <laughs> hello. I think this is going to be a very high energy episode, Jim. Oh, it's going to be high octane. I mean, I, I, <laughs> no, I'm we'll, also we'll, we'll, half we'll... dizzy on Norco as well, so I'm really <laughs> going to keep my energy up. Yeah, you're on all, all kinds of kick-ass drugs, aren't you? I'm on, yeah, I'm on a, a ton of shit. It's, um, <laughs> for those who, who, certainly if you're a, a, a personal friend of mine, you'll, you'll have noticed that I haven't stopped banging on about it. And I do apologise to my friends for that. Um, but it, it's kind of one of those life-dominating issues, uh, the back injury that I have um, and have had since January. Uh, has kind of it's at that point now where the water torture nature of it has broken me psychologically uh, that's worse than the actual pain and don't get me wrong the pain is significant I am a, a, a man who um, a little very high pain tolerance uh, kind of famously uh, always been very resistant to it um, and this has me you know almost in tears which is something that is very unusual for me like i'll take a dry socket and i'll be annoyed uh and then you know mm -hmm. but i won't break down and but this ugh. because there's um, a diff there's a difference between bad pain and chronic pain which is like constant and that does just completely wear you down doesn't it yeah yeah and i like i've been holding it together for you know this is a nice light-hearted way to start the show well, as well. We've, we're already doing great aren't we yeah yeah let, let me we're talk already to you about super my, positive my encroaching chronic pain caused depression <laughs> that i'm going through right now how about that um but thank you to because because i've been receiving well wishes and all that um and thank you for that um i said the 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 painkillers have been helping. I don't want to be relying on them because I don't want to. I don't want to end up fucking hooked. Hooked on that shit like that's. But isn't that like isn't, isn't that like the American dream, the American way? <laughs> You've moved there now. It's time to get hooked on meds. That's it. Yeah, I'm now officially a pill popper. Mm. Um, you can join my my brethren. Um, but no, no, I you know, ha ha. It's funny. Jim's on painkillers, and he he might sound a bit funny, but. You know, it it would be irresponsible irresponsible of me. You see, I, I'm having a bit of trouble getting words out. It would be irresponsible yeah. <laughs> of me to say it's all fun and games. A, getting off your tits on meds is not worth the pain that you're in to get there, to qualify mm. for it. And B, getting hooked on that shit's no joke. Like, I, I've known several people who have ended up, you know, chronically ill and hooked on that stuff. It's yes. destructive. And... Also, a, another light-hearted way to start the show is um, just this: just a, a PSA. Uh, don't get hooked on painkillers. That's why all your favourite wrestlers die. 
Or any okay. dr- any drugs for that matter. Or any drugs, yeah. Any, like any, any of them are pretty bad in large quantities, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. As Mauritius they can be. Um, you know, you might think, oh, that bit of heroin's well tasty. Um, <laughs> well, the guy, the guy, the guy lying outside my house last week probably felt the same way, but you know, I don't think he had a very good day after. That's it. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do heroin, kids. Um, we have a lot of young listeners, you know. If you're gonna do heroin, keep it light. Yeah. All right. Just and, and, uh, and I, I live across the road from a methadone clinic and have mm-hmm. seen firsthand what it can do to people, and it's not pretty. So yeah, don't do that yeah. shit. <laughs> That's it. Um, mm. you know, by all means, do it. Uh, just uh, don't do it too much. Yeah, don't I'm, take the. Piss. I'm not going to second that one. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Um, I'm, I'm so, very, speaking, I'm very liberal about about drug use. I'm just saying, be fucking careful. Spe- right? Speaking of dangerously addictive, potentially destructive uh, um, things, uh, so Pokemon's out. Yes, yes. Let's. Uh, that's the fun of th- all the fun of this week's fair. Um, Laura still away. Um, also, La- Laura you know, is big into Pokemon, isn't she? Laura's Biggins Pokemon, she would have been perfect. She would have been yeah. the perfect guest host for this week. Yeah. Um, but, but again, sadly, it's not here um, due to, um, you know, the surgery and the recovery. Uh, she's slowly getting back on her feet. Um, her website is launching, if it's not up already. We'll, ha- we'll have to do an extra episode, actually. We'll have to dedicate time next week to Pokemon as well for or whenever Laura's back, we'll dedicate like a half hour so she can talk about Pokemon Go. Yeah. Because it, it is I mean I I have no interest in Pokemon. It will <laughs> it will always be that annoying show that used to be noisy on the telly when I was a teenager. But I completely respect that it's the biggest thing in the industry right now and I'm glad people are finding so much fun in it because you know, yeah, it's nice to see. It, it, it was. I can't remember what the last game was that did this. Was it Overwatch, maybe? But it's lovely to see. It's always lovely to see a game like that that brings everyone together to celebrate the fun, the fun side of yeah. gaming. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, we talk about this um, with E3 as well, and I'm even though I've never been a soccer fan, yeah. I have always liked the <clears throat> the idea of the sh- just that shared interest. Mm. That brings a lot of people together, yeah. so that when well, you know, the World Cup's uh, going on, mm. and you can just walk down the street and just hear everyone watching it and everyone's talking about it. It's that kind of thing. It's that kind of unity it's that fest- I like. A kind of festival atmosphere, like yeah, mm. yeah. And you know, we get that with E3, mm. and we uh, are getting it with Pokemon Go. Mm. And I put my review up today, um, uh, where I've got to point out, like as an app. Um, it's rubbish. It's <laughs> it's not very good. Um, I'll get into the the ins and outs of that. Um, but I did review it. Gave it like a five out of ten because it's a mediocre fucking thing. But but as I said in the review, like you can't not talk about the impact it's had as a thing. Um, obviously, we've we've all seen the social media about it. People constantly talk about it on the social media. Uh, we've seen a lot of. A lot of stories have come out, you know, teen finds dead body while playing Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The one that uh, the one that made me laugh was the police station telling people to stop going in looking for yeah. Pokemons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, recently they found a uh, coughing at the uh, Holocaust Memorial Museum. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, there are signs that's o- outside. That's awkward. Yeah, very. Uh, on so yeah. many on so many levels, that's awkward. It's one of those pulling at the collar and going oh moments. Yeah. Um, courthouses have had to tell people not to wander in with their recording devices. Wow. Um, <laughs> workplaces. I've been seeing today road signs, like electronic road signs, telling people not to Pokemon and drive. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of stuff. Guys holding up traffic. Um, Guys all walking of those into stories. traffic. Walking into traffic. Yeah. <laughs> all of that stuff. Um, it's. Is it like? Is it fair to say that it's as culturally significant in the last week as it was at its peak? In that's the... actually what I was gonna um, lead us on to was yeah. I I've not felt this way about Pokemon since the nineties. Yeah. Like like in terms of looking at just how big it is. Like I remember it being like But were and okay. were you were a fan when it came out, were you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was right. um I think it was like fifteen or so when it first came out in the UK. And my first exposure to it was I used to watch Sky One in the mornings before yeah, yeah. going to school. <laughs> and the Pokemon cartoon uh, was on. And I mostly liked it because they had Team Rocket and they had that um, James from Team Rocket who was camp as fuck. And I, even back then, anything that was camp as fuck, I was into. So that had me straight away. Uh, I still remember the first episode that I, I saw of it. It was the one with um, uh, where they, they fight the, the psychic gym leader. Um, that's... There's no point me bringing that up. I'm just saying that was the first. Yeah, I, I have no idea what that even means. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see people talking about like gyms and pokeballs, and I'm like, do people go to the gym and do this? Is there like, do they do it while working out? And it's like, no, a Pokemon gym is apparently some place where you battle or something. Or yeah, yeah, you 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 battle Pokemon in the noble in their noble samurai arts yeah. uh, to be the, the very best. Like I can. No one you, ever was. I can. It's funny because you see so many adults playing it more, almost more than kids. Like, and it's, it's, it's so easy to sit back and like sneer at that. But you know, I love Transformers and still read my old Transformers comics, so I can kind of get it. I get why that nostalgia fills people with so much joy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I mean, when when you get a product that's actually good enough to merit that. Because I mean, Transformers have not fans have not had it good. In the last few years. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Barring maybe the two Cybertron games, we haven't had it good. Yeah, the Cybertron games were cool. Yeah. It's a shame about the third one. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I only really liked the first Cybertron game. The second one I felt was a bit of a retread, apart from the fact they did the they redid the Starscream coronation scene, which was nice. That was awesome, yeah. Um, but yeah, when they then tried to blend the Cybertron stuff with the... You know that movie was, universe is terrible idea. That that was a funny part of the game actually because it's when you finally get control of Megatron, and at the first time you get control of Megatron, you want to feel like a badass, you want to feel unstoppable. But that was the hardest fight in the whole fucking game, and I kept dying. I was like, God damn it, I don't feel very powerful as Megatron right now. Yeah, yeah, they did have an issue with that stuff. Um, but to uh, 
to the Pokemon thing, um, the thing that really struck me was not all the news coverage. You know, mm. that's to be expected. Um, and, and it doesn't feel quite tangible when it's on the news. It's like, oh, hey, everyone's talking about it. And you just, you know, conceptually, yeah, everyone's talking about it. Mm. It's when you go to a park like I did yesterday because I was filming with a GoPro mm. um, for a video. Uh, I was... I was put a GoPro on my head and had a mo- uh, my cell phone out and was playing Pokemon Go because I thought it would be funny. And I think it was. Uh, I think people were amused. But I was at the park. There's a little statue in the park, tiny little statue of an old man with a dog. Mm. And it was just surrounded, like surrounded by like people of all ages and genders, just a huge fucking crowd, all of them with their phones out. And not just, like, silently staring at their phones like scary pod people. Like, they were interacting and laughing and having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, the social aspect has actually happened. Like, it's paid off. Uh, and that evening, I went to the Bulldog, my local, um, for uh, just wanted a, a quick cheeky glass of wine. And, yeah, same thing there. Dude comes out for a cigarette, and straight away we hear, do, 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 do. <laughs> Because he's just out there and he's, he's catching a fucking Pokemon. I, I go to the bathroom, I come back, head out back to the beer garden. People sat at the bar, there's some dude, some bald bloke, clearly just got got there from work, mm. still in his work clothes, just there he is flicking Pokeballs at a Paris. <laughs> wow. Um, the is servers he... at the bar are in trouble because they keep checking their phones instead of serving drinks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Got angry at my server the other night because mm-hmm. she comes past and uh, says, I just got a Pikachu in there. And I'm like, I haven't seen a fucking Pikachu. <laughs> there was one around the physical uh, the physical rehab center. Uh, and I put a, uh, some incense out to lure it to me. So when, hang for on. 30 explain, minutes, Gav. Explain something to me, the, the complete clueless person about Pokemon. There's, yeah. Pikachu is not a... Uh, it's a Pikachu as opposed to the Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In okay. in game. Oh yeah, but is is it like there are is there Pikachu. in the universe is there only one character Pikachu or is it a, a species? It's a species. Oh. All the Pokemon are species. All right. Uh, and most of them say their own names. Wow. So and could you have two Pikachus? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, in game and, and even in the, the, the cartoon, because the cartoon puts that one Pikachu as the one main thing. Yeah. But there have been other Pikachus in the cartoon. You know what's weird? It's like I was looking at someone playing it and it looks kind of cruel. Like you find this little animal and throw a tiny ball at it and then it reluctantly gets stuck in the ball. I was like, that's kind of awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they've, they've uh, been fighting that image since it first ever came out, the yeah. whole you know, um, enslaving and forcing them to fight. So they always make this big deal about how the Pokemon, how spacious it is inside the bowl and how comfortable it is. is it and like, how they, the Pokemon are, love fighting each other. Are they like the TARDIS in there or something? Or? Um, I believe so. I believe yeah. the idea is that it's kind of a little bag of holding situation. Like they're, they're very comfortable in there yeah. and they enjoy fighting. Uh, and it, it is a bad Pokemon trainer that forces their Pokemon to fight beyond the point of them being tired and, and everything yeah. that's when you're like michael vick but you're and not what, michael vick if they're just fighting and what happens when your pokemon loses a fight do you then lose that pokemon to the other player is it no no they faint 
and they go back in their ball. Okay. And if you lose all of if all of the Pokemon you have faint, yeah. and this is this is proper Pokemon. This isn't Pokemon Go. Um, but if all your Pokemon faint, then you you're fucked. Ha- uh, yeah, you lose the fight and you get transported back to the nearest Poke Center, okay. which uh, heals the Pokemon for free. Because Pokemon, the world of Pokemon has free universal healthcare. It's not that hard. Bloody communists. <laughs> <laughs> Theresa May's going to sort all that out in the UK. She put a stop to that. Oh, dear God. Um, that's enough politics, though. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Go is obviously a very, 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 very simplified version of all of that, uh, where you know, you've know you got your GPS on, and people are all like, oh, I don't want Nintendo to know where I am at all times. I'm just... No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, I, I don't want to dismiss privacy concerns. I feel that, you know, privacy concerns are obviously a big deal. And I, uh, you know, a lot of us work hard to, you know, try and keep things secure and, and everything and, and not, not have too much uh, sort of exposed to corporations who we especially may Especially with search histories like yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially with the kind of uh, Bogdan-related um, mm. um things I go looking for. Got some Bulkley and Watch News, by the way. We'll get on, onto that later. So that's something to look forward to, isn't it, kids? Yay! Um... Bogglins <laughs> and Pokemons. Just the two things I wanted to talk about when I had the chance to finally speak. Right? It's, it's, it's the 1990s all over again. Embrace it. Um, where was I? I was talking about uh, Pokemon. You're talking about I? the security issue with... Uh... Yeah, yeah. But... but Nine times out of ten, like, no one cares. Like, Nintendo's not really... Nintendo doesn't care that you are at... You know, hanging around outside that public bathroom. Mm. It it doesn't matter. Um, But I don't want to dismiss those concerns because they are real concerns. But with this, I'm... You know, even as smash the stately as I am, I, I really doubt that there's anything to worry about. I doubt that Nintendo... Like, Reggie fils is gonna... Like turn up in the middle of the night and slide a cheeky finger up my bum hole or something. I mean, actually, that would be... His sausagey fingers would uh, make that quite, quite well, does, does enjoyable. The, does the app have ads on it? Because my immediate thought was maybe they just want to... Uh, this is for ad targeting purposes or... Uh, no, no, no yeah. ads. Um, yeah. It's It seems, honestly, um, a lot of what it's doing seems sincere, which mm. I can believe off Nintendo. I mean, I know Niantic mm. uh, developed it, but obviously Nintendo's oversight. Um, what really makes this app successful, despite being a bad app, like mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a mediocre at best app, <clears throat> but what makes it so thoroughly successful in its goal is it has not only has it captured the spirit of the series, like in-game themes mm. of traveling and, and catching things, and sort of seeing things on like seeing creatures on your adventures and all that shit all that bullshit but they captured the whole meta idea of of pokemon that's been there since the very beginning Mm. um which may have had some cynical uh, i.e tell people they need to catch them all so they get (laughs) hopelessly addicted to it is it (laughs) well it's it's more the like making people go outside exploit their compulsive uh nature uh there's definitely cynicism to it i mean the whole pokemon red pokemon blue thing like splitting the thing up but i think it did have that other goal of getting people to communicate and swap pokemon and and stuff like that to be fair to nintendo like they like money like any other company but of course i think they they genuinely always do want to like make people have fun you know and i do think they really genuinely want to make things that people are going to love and smile at 
I feel I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, if if it's an act, it's a bloody good act. Yeah. Um, they they don't give off the impression they're as cynical as as a lot of other uh, publishers, even when they do things that are very cynical. Mm. Um, but as far as that goes, there are no ads. Um, there are microtransactions, of course, enough oh, really? that they've made bank. They have made. Oh wow! They must be making money. What what are the microtransactions? Uh, you can use those to buy poke coins. Of course, you can, wow. uh, and you can buy more <laughs> poke balls with those. Oh, so you, you only have a limited amount of those. You have a limited amount. You get more every time you level up, and you get more when you go to poke stops, which again is that forcing people to go outside thing. There yeah. are various landmarks wherever you go, and they are designated. So as basically, poke stops. if you're lazy and wealthy, you can just sit on your couch and buy all the shit. Kind of, yeah, because yeah. you can also buy incense, which but you can't buy attracts the you Pokemon can't buy the creatures, you. can you? You have to actually you go can't, out and yeah. find those. That's the kind of Im, Im, I want to say impressive. <laughs> it's one of those things that are impressive only in context of what other companies would do. Yeah. Um, for example, you need like candy to evolve Pokemon, and it's got to be specific candy. Like if I want to <laughs> evolve my Bulbasaur, I need Bulbasaur candy. Oh, wow. The only way I get Bulbasaur candy is to catch more Bulbasaurs. Because every time you catch one, you get candy off that specific Pokemon, and right. it trades so you, your and doubles you in. You steal, you steal you it off that back. one and give it to your favorite one. <laughs> parents, <laughs> yeah. parents simulator. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and you get extra candy if you abandon them. Like you get doubles, she, you trade you can them abandon into the them? professor. Well, you you transfer them to Professor Willow, and he gives you one candy in return. All right, so you don't just like so, abandon them on the side of the you road. You don't just throw them away. Yeah. No, that's that would be heartless. Um, but in this way, uh, there's no speeding it up. Like like it, like a company like EA would do. It would be like, you know, five bucks and you can instantly evolve something. There's none of that. Mm. Uh, there are... The only time-savory thing is sometimes you get eggs from Pokestops. Like I go down the Bulldog again, um, which is a Pokestop as well as a very nice pub. And I get a lot of eggs from there. And you can hatch the eggs by putting them in an incubator and then walking like anywhere between like, like at the moment I've got several eggs that are, take anywhere between two and nine kilometers to hatch. Wow. And you've got to travel that distance. And the only time saving thing is you start with like one incubator and you can buy more with the money, but you can't that's genu- pay that's to like, speed up hatching. That's genuinely going to get some f- people fit. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I mean, fuck, it got me out of the house for half an hour. Pro- provi- like, that's... Pro- provided the people's attention span with this thing ma- is maintained, that's going to get yeah. people fit. That's the thing. A lot of people are looking at this and thinking, well, this is going to be a few weeks and people will get bored of it. And uh, I'm not too sure. Mm. Uh, mostly because of Nintendo's track record. I mean, the last Pokemon craze lasted a long time. Oh, yeah. Like, it, was it wasn't years. just a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, by the time. I was seeing the local bus go past and the big banner on the side of the bus was a Meowth. Like, it had been going for months. And, you know, Pokemon you know, still maintained popularity even to this day, like, like you know, over almost two decades later. I, ne- I never even knew it was a video game. You know that? It was funny because mm-hmm. it, it came out just when I had, like, discovered guitars and girls and music uh... and had kind of, like, drifted away like from video games for a while. Put aside such childish things. No, well, no, it's just like didn't I get have, what you didn't mean, have yeah. the time for more than one obsessive interest mm-hmm. at the time. I went through that phase. Yeah, yeah. but um, 
I just would see the show on TV all the time and it would drive me nuts, the fucking sound of it. <laughs> so I just never got into it. And then I only found out like in the mid noughties that it was actually came from a video game, which is crazy. Well, that is, yeah, that's a long ass time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was, I was obsessed with the first one. Po- I got Pokemon Red, my brother got Pokemon Blue. And I ended up, I bought a magazine and the magazine had a huge detailed walkthrough. So it let you mm. know where all the Pokemon were. So I, I obsessively would not leave an area until I had every single one, no matter the rarity. Mm. Um, ended up playing it to the point, and I, I would never be able to do, do this these days um, with the amount of stuff I end up having to do in, in any given day. Mm. But back then, like I had a, a team of six Pokemon that I'd gotten each one to a level 100, um, battling at school, like all wow. deep into the shit. Uh, I bought a Game Boy off a friend for like £10 uh, just so that I could get the game itself and play it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's no- oddly nostalgic to see the, the the big Pokemon craze kind of back. And I think it, it's got, I don't want to make a prediction, but it's got the potential to go at least a year if they update it yeah. the right smart way. Yeah, and even, um, it's it's really nice to see that it has done that with like the... You know that feeling you get, like, that's so rare, but when there's a game that you just, you can't wait to be finished work so you can go play it and you're thinking about yeah. it all day and you're falling asleep and dreaming about it. It seems to have brought that out in people. And yeah, I, I, people I who don't that. play games or even know what Pokemon is so either. Mm. Like, my, uh, I think, like, one or two of my local friends here haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. Um but everyone else, like whether they play video games or even know what a Pokemon is, like mm. they're all fucking at it because uh, it is so easily accessible and the whole gimmick of it is novel enough mm. to, especially if you've not done any of that augmented reality stuff before, mm. uh, it's novel enough to, to really capture people's imaginations. Um, so yeah, it's just been odd to see mm. um, both newcomers to it and like old old nostalgic hands who are kind of either doing the whole well I liked it back when it was a real game or who are just enjoying seeing Pokemon <laughs> Fever back again I'm, I'm in the latter camp like it's just it's bizarre to me uh, mm. that, that this I'm cu- is what we're seeing happening I'm like, so Pokemon cu- again this mainstream I'm so curious how it's going to do here in Ireland because like um I mean, we make Seattle look like San Francisco. Do you know what I mean? Our rain is just all the time, <laughs> all year round, and just monstrous. <laughs> so I'm really mm. curious as to how well it's going to do here. I think there's well, going to be I a mean, huge upsurge in umbrella and raincoat sales when it comes out. Quite possibly, because mm. all I can tell you is uh, Mississippi at the moment is going through its uh, uh, shower period. It mm. does this thing during the summer sometimes where it gets uh, very rainy. Mm. Um, not for long periods of time. You just get sudden flash showers. Uh, and as I was going to do my filming, it had started to rain. And when I got to the park, it was still packed. Like, clearly people had stood there yeah. happily being rained yeah, on. Yeah. Being <laughs> happily, merrily, joyously. Wow. Uh, they didn't give a fuck. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. And I mean, you know, considering people have been... If you believe all the the horror stories in the news, putting their lives at risk to go get a rare Pokemon. Um, yeah, yeah so one, it's, one guy it's witnessed incredible. a fucking murder while he was playing. <laughs> Did you see that? Was that the one that the the 
discovering the dead body? Or was no, it... no, no. Someone actually no, this saw was a, new one. This a is... guy killing a woman, shooting her, oh, and then the guy started following him in his car, and he was streaming this as an. You couldn't see him, but you could see his character going along the street very quickly. <laughs> wow. It's fucking terrifying, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I shouldn't have laughed. I was laughing at the <laughs> image of the, the the Pokemon trainer running really yeah. fast. Actually, I was not laughing at a murder. Yeah, that's that's horrific. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Um, and I'm, it's interesting I, to see all the positive stories of this has helped social anxiety in people, mm. gotten people out of the house. Coupled with the horror stories of this is destroying our kids, just like the good it's old days of Pokemon. But you, you, um, may, you, you might want to go outside with them when they go if they're yeah, very young. Yeah, don't let the you know don't don't let the little ones wander off. Make sure they don't go looking for Pokemon's in like rundown industrial estates or like you know <laughs> BBC premises. Yeah, yeah, be careful. Um, what I found funny was a lot of churches around here are poke stops, uh, which, considering so Ooh. many churches tried to have this thing banned in the 90s, I find yeah. very funny. Yeah, actually, that's what well, one thing I was going to. Like, if, if someone goes into, like, a church or a mosque or something, is that kind of considered not very cool with the, the religion? Uh, I guess it would be down to the churches. Yeah. I, I imagine, especially churches around here, which of course are very, uh, very and, superficial. And, and, yeah. Okay. They would probably welcome exploiting this to draw people to the church. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Pokemon. I think, after... I think in Ireland, the, the the priests would just be so relieved and happy to see someone actually come into the church nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd just be grateful. They'd be like, "Can I get you a beer or something?" Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but P- I do find Pikachu's it funny that Pokemon over here. is. They'll have Pokemon is drawing people to churches after <laughs> after pastors in the nineties were talking about how they drive them to the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's Pokemon Go. Uh, my thoughts in detail are on thegymquisition.com. My basic, uh, simple thought on it is it's a, it's a shit game, but an undoubted success in everything it tried to achieve. Mm-hmm. It, it there's an amazing duality to it. I find it. Both boring and fascinating at the same time. That, that it's, you know, that's similar to how I feel. But in a like, I also have a complete duality in my feeling for it. It's like I don't care yeah. about it. I've no like less than zero interest in it. But it makes me happy. How happy it does seem to be making the people who are into it. You know, I think that's it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people like shitting all over it, and um, you I, know, to be dumping fair, though, on others to be for fair, enjoying it. It, it does kind of have undertale syndrome for me though and it's hard not to <laughs> dump on it when people like are nagging you 24 7 to make a fucking song of it. and i i'm not doing a pokemon song guys i'm sorry it's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah i mean i i get the 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 apathy that can come with overexposure and oversaturation. I mean, I get sick of it. Like, I'm someone who understands the references. Mm. And, you know, I've seen enough of that meme of Drake dismissing two of the Pokemon teams and then looking, you know, elated at one of them. Like, I've seen that Drake meme so many times. And all that does is serve to get um, Hotline Bling stuck in my fucking head. (laughs) Which, you know... Mm-hmm. Wonderful music video, one of the best ever. Mm-hmm. The song's all right, but God damn, when it gets stuck in your head, it gets fucking stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It is so, so funny know. when you're like your entire Twitter feed turns into a language you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, even as someone who understands it, it can get a bit annoying. But you know, I've seen some real spike come out towards people who are enjoying it, and I'm like, let's mm. let's just be pleased that a lot of different people have found this shared interest. Yeah, and, uh, and especially so, and with all the other that bollocks that's been going on. Yeah, yeah. like I it's, mean, it's Christ, nice it's, to see human beings in large groups not kicking the shit out of each other exactly i mean it's i consider this like good news in the world and we need that at the moment a pro mm -hmm. a product makes millions of people's happy good you know <laughs> yeah let them enjoy it and, and um, happy in a in a way that's getting them fit you know <laughs> so yeah yeah let it. them catch a fucking let, purple rat come let on. them chase their bulba bulba chews and Picasaurs and chara lizards around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, just a note to my good friend Jeff, fuck you. <laughs> I I don't need any more texts that you found a Blastoise outside Ridgeland Post Office. Or you found a Scyther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all love Blastoises and Scythers, Jeff. I don't want to hear about it when you fucking get them, you smug bastard. I did see a very funny article. She came across very bitter, but uh, she was saying it was fun for the first couple of days, but it's not so fun now when I'm trying to get the shopping done while he's hanging around three aisles somewhere else looking for a fucking Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It's, uh, it's, it's, people have been finding it dominating. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's cool. But, uh, yeah, that's that, Pokemon that, that's, Go. We... That's video games for you, though. Yeah. When, when one yeah. is that good and, and, and it will dominate you for a few few days at least. Yeah. It happens. Um, which is even more impressive considering mm. there is it is so threadbare. What was like, the most... It's... Here's a question. What was yeah. the most that you ever had a game take over your life when it released? What was the game that mm. really just completely took you over? Probably Dynasty Warriors 3. Oh, yeah? Probably. That was the one I would play day and night till, you know, the early hours of the morning. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's one of the only times I've ever, like, gone to unlock everything and, and go the extra mile in, in mastering a game. Yeah. Um, even subsequent Dynasty Warriors, I've just not had the time to, you know, it helped I was unemployed when I discovered Dynasty Warriors 3. Yeah. Um, and since then, other responsibilities took over, um, but that was the that was definitely the first one that that really truly actually that's not true. Final Fantasy VII was the first that mm -hmm. I once managed to um, convince my mother I was sick for two weeks. I took <laughs> wow. two weeks off school. I mean, it helped that my mother didn't give a shit about my upbringing, so it mm. was easy. It was an easy grift. But yeah, two weeks to play Final Fantasy VII. Um, I can't remember what the most recent one would have been, but it, it would have been years ago. Because mm. um, even these days, when I get hooked on a multiplayer game, I can only do it for a few weeks before yeah. it gets too much, and then I fall out of sync with it, and then I feel a bit behind. Um, you know, I'm that way with Overwatch right now. Like I, it'll probably be a while before I go back to Overwatch now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way about it. I, it's a really fun game, but for me, multiplayer is just something I do sometimes when I'm in a very particular mood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the uh, the new character came out this week. Uh, a, it was a sniper, so I'm not going to fire it up to check it out because um, I, I just... I 
people have seen me play video games on YouTube. Mm. Imagine me playing <laughs> a fucking sniper. Yeah, I've uh, heard that. That's um, not fun for me. Did I hear it's like a healing sniper or something? It's a, yeah, it's in the support category. She's in the support category and. Um, yeah, has a sniper rifle as a weapon, but heals and, and does all that. It's pretty cool. Like, and she's a, and she's a granny. Out. And she, yeah, she's a she's a granny. She's a kind of Soldier Seventy Six because um, she's one of the founding members of Overwatch, I believe. Mm. Um, I saw her. Um, I didn't see the gameplay video. I saw the um, the story vignette, and that was pretty cool. She has a store um, a short film. Um, yeah, not like one of those um, properly animated ones that oh, they okay. did. It, it it was done with uh, you know images, still images, mm. uh, stylized. Um, I wish they yeah, would do more a nice of those. Story. Really, yeah, wish they yeah. They... I, I I was like, I had such slim pickings for the music video. I only had those short films, but like there was still really good footage in all of those. And it'd be nice yeah, if they actually yeah. put those in the game. But whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it would be nice for the story to be in the game, but yeah, what can you do? Um, but, um, I'd like to see them do more more transmedia stuff, though. Like, like that, that could be an Overwatch TV series, easy, mm-hmm. easy. Um, I can't remember what I was. Oh yeah, um, Oblivion when that came out. Comp- uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was like two weeks. I just didn't do anything but play Oblivion. <laughs> Because I was that on, one I was unemployed me. when it when I got it, so like I had the free time. <laughs> <laughs> I had been fired from uh, from the cinema I was working at, uh. and uh, my my buddy um, and me went halves because we were so poor. We went halves on an Xbox three hundred and sixty, which we would share with each other every two weeks. We would swap, mm-hmm. and uh, I played Oblivion for two weeks. Now. And let me tell you, I did not want to give that Xbox back <laughs> at the end of the two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, Oblivion was uh, arresting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, I still remember playing until like it was dawn. You know, I'd play it at night, and mm-hmm. I I would hear birds chirping by the time I was done, and I was realized I had to go to bed. Um, that may have actually been the the last time I was properly properly mm-hmm. devoting life to a game yeah. was oblivion it's it, and it's had better it had better stories in it than the subsequent uh elder scrolls i uh, I, I actually i think it had better stories in it than all of the bethesda games that came after yeah. it yeah it it it, it was it, i would have definitely said it had more memorable yeah. moments not there the, are not not including the main quest i'm talking about the yeah. side quests and factions mm-hmm. here yeah, yeah, there are things in Oblivion that I can remember more starkly than stuff in Skyrim yeah. or Fallout 4, even. Uh, just, just there was a lot of stuff in there that you could actually call iconic, not mm. Ubisoft iconic, like iconic, iconic. Um, and memorable and even different. Even quests and stuff. There were so know? many quests that were different to anything else in the game. I think that was missing in Skyrim and Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, very unique things, like the, the murder mystery quest. The, the paint, going into the painting. The painting, the painting stuff was, and was all, incredible. And all the Daedric quests were just brilliantly done. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I really like the ones in Skyrim, the Daedric quests, but they were not yeah. quite as... They were a bit more mean and sadistic and horrible, though. <laughs> I felt they like were, such yeah, an the, asshole uh, doing them. <laughs> I think who is it? Molek? No, no. It is. Is it Molek Bal, or am I thinking of a Molek Bal different? is definitely one of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was the 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 one the 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 one who gives you the mace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to batter that dude. Oh, that was horrible. Um, yeah, in the haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the paranormal activity house. Yeah. Uh, that was that was cheerful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, they were more mean spirited, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, Oblivion was fun. I would like them to. I'd like them to modernize Oblivion and re-release it. That would be awesome. Because I wouldn't, as much as I miss Oblivion's world, because I, I feel like its world was ma- magnificent, mm. um, I don't want to deal with that leveling system again. It's awful, isn't and, it? And, yeah, like, a lot of the gameplay stuff, I just... I remember the first time I played Oblivion, I got 12 hours in and realized how, like, unplayably broken my character was. Yeah. And I was, uh, now I've got to start again. You got to wonder what then, they were I, thinking I the with, with that it. leveling system, don't you? I mean, to increase the to actually keep your guy competitive or or your girl, your character, you had to basically increase all, like methodically increase skills you don't use each time you level just to the right point before you go to sleep. Yeah, like it was yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> I I wanted to replay it. Uh, a few years back and I realized and I was like I, I want to do it properly I want to actually try and do this as efficiently as possible yeah. and not waste levels and not like end up in a position where everything in the world's leveled with me yeah but in the right way and I can't compete yeah and I realized I'd need a fucking spreadsheet and I'm like that's always when I say no to a game yeah I'm like well once you once you want me to crack out the spreadsheets I ain't fucking doing it and it's so. isn't it it's funny as well because in in the three games they've released after it like you get to level 20 and you're an unstoppable fucking day god you know <laughs> yeah yeah I mean the last oblivion game I played not counting the uh Skyrim by committee. Um, I said Oblivion. I mean the last Skyrim game I played. Not counting Skyrim by committee. It was the one I was playing privately. Um, I'd made someone who couldn't be, like, could not be touched. Mm-hmm. Like, just the the right, I went big on defense and heavy armor and, and got the just the right shield mm-hmm. and could not be touched. Uh, which is, you know, that's good. Yeah, it's good if it uh, takes you long enough to get there and it feels yeah, rewarding because yeah, things were tough at the start. And But it is a far cry from what Oblivion mm. did, which was the complete opposite. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a game that you hits a nice shitter. balance in the middle, you know? <laughs> you, get, you get shitter. And the thing yeah. with Oblivion is you wouldn't mind the difficulty increase, but with Oblivion, difficulty meant you have to hit the enemy more times. That's all it meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they... Uh... God, some of those fights in the arena. It, oh, it, God, it was the yeah. arena when I realised my, my first character was fucked. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was just taking forever, yeah. just chopping down a, tr- a man who may as well have been a train yeah. for as much as I was going through him. <laughs> when, you're wha- when you're whacking a bear for like five minutes straight, you know something's up. Yeah, that, that's yeah. when it starts being fun. Mm. But I would love a, a, a remastered Oblivion that actually mm. takes some of Skyrim's stuff and... and puts it in i would just love i would love oblivion on pc that's up to date with the current ease of use with mods because i tried modding oblivion but it was just too complicated because that was back in the time where the the nexus wasn't really around and like right now they the modders have made everything so beautifully simple fallout 4 was so easy to mod compared to the other games but uh oblivion well that's it i never used to be able to i never was into modding because Mm. Of that stuff, because mm. I'm like, you know what, well, I'm. 
it's probably not as complex as I think it is, but it's more complex than I'm willing to yeah. go in for. But these days, you know, it is a case of plug and play. Yeah, you know, I want this mod. I'm going to click it and put it here. Now I have it. Um, and yeah, yeah, if, if Oblivion was more tailored for that, then definitely I could see using it with a whole bunch of modernized overhauls and really enjoying it again but too much effort mate yeah exactly. too much effort and, and, and you can't use a controller with it so it's out for me yeah <laughs> i like i like physical comfort is most mm -hmm. important to me and playing with a mouse and keyboard not nah, never horrible hurts my back hurts my shoulders hurts my neck i can i can certainly appreciate that at the moment i uh wow we, we we went mm -hmm. off topic there <laughs> <laughs> Right now, oh. right now, the audience is just like, Laura, come back. Yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> we somehow got onto Oblivion from, well, I was asking you what was the game that took over your life, and mine was Oblivion, that's, that's how we got onto that. Yeah. And yours was Dynasty Warriors, and how did we get yeah. onto, oh yeah, because we were still talking about, about Pokemon, Pokemon Go, we're Pokemon. done with Pokemon Go now, we've dedicated half an hour to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm f I mean, is there any other news? Off. Oh, more, more fucking YouTube scams all got exposed, which was, <laughs> which made me very happy, because I remember getting these emails, these offers, and going, why, wow, this is kind of skeevy, why is no one talking about this, and sure enough, now it's finally a yeah, big Yeah, well, thing. The, the Shadow of Mordor came back. Um, that whole thing. Um, it was Total Biscuit who first talked about that uh, back when Shadow of Mordor first came out. And I ended up getting access to one of the contracts that a PR firm had been given to YouTubers. Um, I got it through like a friend of a friend kind of thing. And I did a Jimquisition on that where I read out pieces of this contract. Um, and it was very dodgy, but of course, very few people outside of our own respective audiences really cared very much mm. not much of a stink was raised um and it's come back in the news now with the ftc mm. uh, kind of collaring warner brothers and going oi and telling them you can't do that again and that was the sum total of the ruling was just that thing you, can't you did do that again yeah <laughs> you officially can't do it now mm. now you're fucked oh, hang on jim i'm getting a phone call H hello Oh, and by the way, they didn't even need to do it because Shadow of Mordor was an amazing game anyway. Yeah, that good? Okay. No, no, PayPal's fine. Yeah, yeah. Or, or check, whichever. Okay, bye. No, nah, it really was a good game, though. They didn't need to do that. And it, it honestly was. I mean, that was the, the funny thing was, you know, Shadow of Mordor's back in the news and, and it's only about controversy and grubby money, mm -hmm. not... The fact that it was a really good game that didn't need people to be paid off to talk about it. Mm. Um, it's funny saying paid off as a game reviewer uh, who has been accused of being paid off so many times over the years. And has like I've never gotten an offer of a bribe. And yet YouTube, which of course is all, full of all the down-to-earth, trustworthy people. Mm. Uh, it's, the one that's, it's the one that keeps having these controversies, which is actually somewhat understandable because I think partly it is that trustworthiness that makes them so attractive to companies uh, like Warner Brothers. Yeah. Because uh, they have so many, like, like, young viewers who will just hang on their every word. So if PewDiePie says, you know, this game's really good, they're going to want it. And also, just there are 
it's it's still very Wild West. Mm. No one is still that sure on the rules. Mm. Because uh, there, aren't, there re- aren't really any rules. There aren't. No, no, it's kind yeah. of... We're making them up as we go along. Actually, do, 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 speaking of, do you remember last week I was talking about that drama alert channel and that fucking Keemstar dude who's like the one person I've ever bitched about on this show? Yes, yes, I do. Well, apparently yeah. in the last month, everyone's realised what a complete waste of oxygen this guy is and all the other news slash bullying channels on YouTube are now bullying him. And he's freaking yeah. out about it. And I'm like, you know, it's funny. It's almost like building your entire career off drama, bullying and ruining other people's lives could somehow backfire. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, beware the audience you're courting. Yeah. Because if, if you appeal to people who enjoy nasty things, yeah. they're probably a very double-edged sword that you're going to cut yourself on. Exactly. Um, I don't know much about these drama channels and these oh, bullying the channels. I, for my own, but this, my own sense of faith in the human race, I keep away them. from yeah. it. But that... That name, that, that Keemstar, I've seen that name crop up a lot. Yeah. Um, in fact, I know Total Biscuit's taken shots at him before. He, he I, said I, awful I think he things did a... to Total um, Total Biscuit said something to him along the lines of, you're not a news channel, you never will be. And Keemstar basically turned around and said, uh, I can't wait to report your death on a video, which to me, you know, there's having a little to and fro and then there's being a complete and utter scumbag. That's, and that, that, that's yeah. But the 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 funny thing is that's not even the worst thing he's done by far, you know. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, like I've an incredibly the... shitty thing none of us would ever dream of doing, but he's done far worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Well, the one thing I remember Total Biscuit saying once was something along the lines of I'm dying of cancer, yeah. but at least <laughs> at I'm least not I'm not star. Star. <laughs> Um so at least he yeah. like, I've I, seen I think videos in terms of guy, shots fired, I think he he fired the better ones. I've seen videos of this guy like smashing ice creams into little children's faces and them crying That's... and him laughing at it. I'm like, how do people find this entertainment? Like, Jesus you know? Christ, do you... <sighs> yeah, himself and this yeah. other fucking dude. I think he's like only use me blade. Like they basically they play this prank on a kid where they give him an Xbox and then they stamp on it, and then they say, wow. "Oh, sorry, it was just a joke." But then they smash an ice cream in his face and he cries. And it's like this kid's like seven, six or seven, and they're like falling around laughing while he cries. I'm like, this is like actual should they should be locked up for this. This is child abuse like. Yeah, that that's the purge. Yeah. The purge isn't fun. No. <laughs> Let's that wow. Yeah. I yeah. Like so this, so it when, seems when, like not following that that side when, of YouTube has turned out to be a good thing for me. When I say it takes a lot to make me bitch about one person, it it takes a lot, but that's a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's... Like, I'm actually kind of... I, I didn't realise it was... Like, I've seen some of the... Mm-hmm. Just through osmosis, it's hard mm-hmm. to avoid some of these stories mm-hmm. if you're on social media a lot. But mm-hmm. I didn't realise things like that were happening. Like, mm-hmm. ac- actual bullying of a child by an adult. Yeah. I didn't realise was a genre of entertainment on it's the just, internet. Although I a, guess I shouldn't be surprised. just a prank, bro. Just a prank, mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 uh, word I've noticed has been used as license to just do whatever, anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Bit of a shame, but mm. that's a shame. Mm. And the whole YouTube thing is. Uh, but I'm I'm glad the YouTube thing's finally getting 
mainstream yeah. media. Attention. Honestly, I think it's it's good for YouTube. Yeah, you know, it's good the boundaries are getting set, mm. and I know a lot of the audience members of these people, like we saw with T Martin's audience, mm. um, a lot of them want to just get him to double down and they're all you did nothing wrong oh yeah sure he's just jealous he's back to normal now making his videos as he always was he didn't suffer at all from this but i think long term this is all contributing towards a good thing yeah i think right now you know your team art and your pro syndicates and that they they will get off this pretty unscathed Mm. you know this is a minor embarrassment for them Mm. um but i think overall the atmosphere like, like, a lot of YouTubers quietly went back and edited descriptions mm. to disclose things. And I think that's ultimately going to be a good thing. Um, mm. Because I've always said, like, I would never do it myself, but I don't care if your gameplay video is sponsored. Mm. I don't care if you're doing promotional work. If you're not presenting yourself as a journalist, if you're not presenting yourself as a critic, if you're there as, you know, as is often the excuse, if you're there as an entertainer, fine. I don't care. But it's got to be clear that this is being paid for. And a lot of people would say, well, no, even then it shouldn't be that clear because someone like PewDiePie is an entertainer, etc. But, yeah, but PewDiePie also is incredibly influential, like the most influential fucking guy in games media and has a lot of children watching him. And I feel there is going to be some responsibility there. Uh, And, And you know, this isn't necessarily a judgment on PewDiePie. He did disclose at the time. In fairness to PewDiePie, he is like, he's shown time and time again that he, he is a person of moral character and has always been able to self-examine when he's called out on things absolutely absolutely um he is he just genuinely seems like a really good dude you know he's one of those rare guys with a platform who can admit when they're wrong yeah and take steps to rectify it and i do you know i i do admire that and you know he got labeled in this whole warner brothers shadow of mordor thing um because he was paid by warner brothers to do it he did disclose it in the description but the ftc have said that's not enough you've got to disclose it in the video uh which i'm glad the ruling's there um because you know and i'm not saying i certainly don't think it was duplicitous of anyone who did disclose in their description but not in the video but and i don't i don't think that's a case either where he should feel like he really fucked up because i mean no he he probably just felt okay it's in the description that's enough you know yeah yeah i mean i do that with corrections sometimes i put it in the description yeah. and a lot of people will tell me like i can't see that on my phone or yeah. stuff like that so you've got to be more diligent and let it be clear up front and i feel like you know entertainers are held to that sort of standard like it's not just journalists yeah. um entertainers do have to disclose if they're being paid by someone to say something's mm. really good because it is an advertisement a, at that you know, point and a, there are standards in advertising that's a funny gray area for me as well like i i have disclosed anytime i've been paid for something but then i i've had people say why do you bother you don't have to i'm like it yeah. just it just feels better too though yeah, I mean, hell, I've had people do it with me. Like, like the standards I have, people are like, you know, oh, you can review that game you voice acted in. I don't care. Mm. Um, or, oh, you don't have to disclose such and such. You know, I don't, 
mind uh, run ads on Jimquisition if you want, mm. even though you've got them on Patreon, it's fine. And I'm like, well, no, 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 because there are standards I want to help hold myself to. And yeah, because audience trust is important to someone ind- yeah, independent. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, be a good example mm. uh, of of the right way uh, to. Well, that's not the right way. That sounds very arrogant on my part. But you know, be an example of a good way to mm. present your content and be very clear and upfront, especially as we are heading more and more towards this uh, ecosystem where the direct relationship between an audience and a content maker is more valuable than ever. Mm. Having that that bond of trust there and knowing. And as I, best as you can, what someone's about is very important. And I think it's important for people to uh, be be equally as skeptical of um, of YouTube entertainers as you are of the traditional games media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like did did Stone Cold Steve Austin teach us nothing when he said, "Don't trust anyone." <laughs> let us take let us take the rattlesnakes advice um you know just always be skeptical it was it was boogie who said that like he he included himself he said hell don't trust me um always be skeptical always consider like you know i could be lying to you all right now when i say that i've you know turned down offers of yeah. advertising and sponsorship i could be lying um you don't know mm. and it's always just healthy to keep that in mind and i know that just there was... trust as far as you can but not blindly trust someone exactly and you don't want to mislead your like i know a lot of people tell me they buy the games because my songs make them look great and a lot of people were really annoyed about that with certain games this year but like there was one i got an offer for a few weeks a few a couple of months ago and uh Honestly, I'm obviously not going to say what the game was, but I just didn't like the look of it. I didn't think it looked very good. And it was a game that had some hype at the time. And I was like offered stuff to do a song about it. And I just had to say, I'm really sorry. It's just not my kind of thing. And if I was to make something, hyping that up to my audience, I'd feel bad. Yeah, yeah, because you want to believe Because they, like, they I'm, might I'm then go and buy it, it on the false premise that I made it look better than it was. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I'm prone to hyping up things I love. Mm. But I've got to believe in it before I'll do it. Mm. And even then, I, I I try not to tell people to go and buy things. Mm. Even when I review them, like, I know people sometimes look at reviews as buying advice. But I very rarely, if I can help it, not, like, like talk about, like, telling people to spend their money. Mm. I'm like, because people will do, do that you- on Ask FM or something. They'll say, like, should I buy this? I'm like... Do you want to buy it? Because that's that's the answer yeah. to the question. The, que- the, que- not, not the me question they you. should be asking you is not should I buy it. It's what parts of this do you think we would like and wouldn't like? Exactly. Yeah. And all I can ever do is tell you what I liked about a game. Mm. And if your tastes usually align with mine, then maybe you could take a gamble and think, well, our, our tastes align. There's a good chance if he loved it, I'll love it. Mm. Um, but... I, I wouldn't like to directly uh, tell people to buy it. I think the only time I've done that was recently with Inside, where I, oh, I do genuinely so, believe that it is so We have to talk about so that game before we finish. We haven't, oh, we you haven't, finally... Um, oh, it's so fucking good. How how did we not bring this game up till now? <laughs> we, we did. Yeah. 
We brought it up the past two weeks, oh. but I don't think you played yeah. it yet, so you weren't interested. Yeah, I usually stop listening at that point and eat, yep. eat my apple. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've talked about it the past two weeks. Me and Justin um, but it, d- waxed poetic about it a little bit last week, but it finally came out on Steam. Yeah. Uh, so you 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 got access to it exactly. And I would say PC players go and play this game. It's one of the few games I'd actually like just recommend wholeheartedly go and buy the damn thing it's really that good yeah that that has been the exception to my general rule of i don't give buying advice but if i'm a buying if i were to give buying advice i would say that that right there that's worth your money Mm -hmm. and to say to really explain anything about why it's so good would spoil why it is good so trust me get, get in there and play it before someone ruins it for you Mm-hmm. If you liked Limbo, then definitely play it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But then, if you um, didn't like Limbo, you actually might like this as well. Because I, I, it, I preferred yeah, it, it depends, to Limbo. It depends what you uh, didn't like about Limbo. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. So there, that yeah. that game is awesome. <laughs> Inside, yeah, very very good. Um, I've got a, I've got an HTC Vive now. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got VR now. Have you destroyed your living room? Uh, no, no, I um, I did have it on in the office. Yeah. And your your your, the... your tat shelf hasn't been knocked over. <laughs> no, no, I tried. I I tried to keep well away from. There that. aren't br- did, broken uh... xenomorphs strewn across the floor. <laughs> I've already punched the ceiling fan, but oh, <laughs> but it didn't. Luckily, it wasn't on at the time, so it it was just a warning shot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, after spending some time with it, all I can think is, uh, is that is that what has kept Ben Kachera's dick so hard? Is that it? Um, um, so you were saying something about Ben Kachera's dick being hard. I'm like, um, sorry, I had to tune out during that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like, I mean, you know, I pick on Ben Kachera for it. It's all in good fun, yeah. everyone. It's all in good fun. Don't go be nasty to him. He puts up with enough shit. Yeah. Um, some of which he invites, but he does put up with a lot of undue shit as well. Um, Poor old Ben. He's unblocked me, by the way. I don't know. How, oh, I don't know yes. how that happened, but uh, thanks for unblocking me, Ben. <laughs> uh, you're a good man, Benjamin. Um, yeah, for as much as you know, I make fun of him because he talks about VR so much. But he's not the only one. So many people have been so far up VR's ass, and I put this thing on, and I I didn't have a good time. Yeah. Not really. I'm still trying i want to like it i want to like it and i'm gonna you know i, I got it um what? you know full disclosure i got mine via valve who for some reason still talk to me after everything i've said over the years um because yeah, i keep getting review code for vr stuff and i couldn't get hold of one so uh, i just hit up valve and i'm like look I want to do fucking coverage of VR stuff. Can't get hold of one of these fuckers. Um, I said it was a bit more polite than that. Um, so they sent one over, and I've been trying. I want to enjoy it, mm. but first of all, I can't wear my glasses with it because it's so heavy. It smashes my glasses down onto the bridge of my nose. Yeah, that's something that is a worry for me as well. How comfy it is with glasses. Yeah, like you've got to take them off. Mm. Uh, I'm lucky enough that I can. I can see pretty decently close up without my glasses, yeah. so they're not essential. So I can take them off. I wonder, um, here's the thing. I wonder within five, six years, will we see uh, VR with uh, your prescription built into it? That would be interesting if they did that. Be, 
That would be interesting. Mm. It it's should be theoretically possible. I mean, it's it's all lenses. Yeah. Um, but they don't right now, and yeah. and it hurts to wear my glasses with it. Mm. Uh, so I had do you to find that do off. you find that a challenge with headsets as well? Like um, the Astro A40 is like the only gaming headset I've ever found that doesn't hurt my <laughs> my glasses wearing head. <laughs> I'm all right with with. I mean, I don't really use headsets. I just use headphones and separate mics all the time. Like I never have a full on like heavy duty headset type thing. Yeah. Um. So I've never had that much of a trouble. But I mean, I've I've got the. I don't really use it now because I switched. Um. I defected from Android, mm. but I had the Gear VR, uh, which we talked about on the show a while back. And I could wear this with my glasses, no problem. Like, because mm. there's nothing overhead, I guess. Mm. Uh, but the overhead straps put so much downward weight that it pushes the glasses down onto my nose. Sure, that, the... that, that sounds like it could be pretty uncomfortable even without the glasses. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've not been able to keep the thing on my head long enough, like, like for more than, say, 15 minutes at a time. Wow. Um so I, I, I don't know how uncomfortable it gets beyond that, but like I just I can't feel compelled to stay in VR that long. Yeah. I'll do ten minutes and think, right, that's enough for me. Yeah. I'm gonna go do something else. I would rather go do something else. And it, maybe I'm just not playing the right games do, yet. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you think that's a case that just the, the really good games aren't out yet for it? And... Yeah, I mean we'll we we will see. Mm. Um but especially with my back as it is I don't want to be twisting around all the time. Like the one I played that I was most interested in, it was like Brookhaven something. Yeah. It's uh, by Phosphor, who I, I kind of, I um, have a, a, a personal regard for as a developer. Um, not really friends with them or anything, but I... Uh... Collusion! <laughs> Collusion! <laughs> but I've always, um, I've always supported their... Uh, they game Awakened, Project Awakened, which never happened. That's how I came to know them as a studio, was they made this prototype superhero game that was really promising, but they never got the funding for That's it. That's what so. happens when SJWs endorse your game. <laughs> Learn from <laughs> yeah, this, developers. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm going to talk about game endorsement <laughs> in a little bit um, with the the actual success that we've been having with some of that stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I played this this Brookhaven thing uh, where you basically you got to stand up and zombies coming at you from 360 degrees and you've got the two controllers. One of them's a flashlight or you can change it to like a little knife and the other one's a gun. And it's impressive at first when you hold up the controllers in front of your eyes yeah. And in game, you're holding a gun. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. And then you're stood on the spot, just turning around 360 degrees, trying not to get tangled up in the wires, not knowing that you've wandered so far off course in your room that when you finally take the headset off, you're like, why is there a wall here? Um, and the gameplay itself is just not that engaging. Um, tried playing Albino Lullaby. Uh, which is a game that I'm supposed to be doing voice acting in, but it we, it never happened. So I don't know if that's ever still going to be a thing for episode two or not. I can I um, can imagine ten minutes of that, and I felt sick. I can imagine VR working unbelievably well in a like quasar type situation where the the building you're actually in physically has the same architecture as the building in the game. That could be amazing. Mm, mm. 
That might be. Um, oh, my voice went all funny then. <laughs> um, that might be interesting for Hololens, that that shit Microsoft's doing with the actual augmented yeah, reality yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. VR might be a bit dangerous, yeah. but um, <laughs> but yeah, like the, and the actual quality that it was the quality of the VR that really got me um, because it's not there. Mm. Uh, I put it on and was expecting better than the Gear VR. Which, the Gear VR, you just take a cell phone, mm. clamp it in front of the lenses, and then strap it on your face. And that that's VR. But it was basically just as good as a Vive. Like, the Vive was not miles ahead in quality. The resolution wasn't great on anything I've looked at so far. Yeah. I couldn't get the lenses separate enough to get rid of, of major blurring. Unless you're looking dead center, it's distractingly blurring. And there's lens flare everywhere. This, Whenever there's uh, bright light on black, which we're playing on games yeah. on Steam, yeah. a lot of horror games, no less, there's going to be plenty of black with the occasional bright light. The streak, just the streak that it creates. Across one of the horrible. lenses, is it? Yeah, wow. yeah. Like, it, it's just everything's wow. streaky and, and blurry and... You know, is it? Am I doing VR wrong? Because it, it, even with with and without my glasses, I was getting this fucking blur. So it's not my eyesight, mm. um, but I can't get get it to a setting where, you know. And I compared porn because that's obviously the first thing you got to try. <laughs> and the there was no difference. Like it was just as good on the Gear VR as it was on the HTC Vive, mm. and the Gear VR isn't like. $99 and really easy to get and you just need your phone. Yeah. Um, and the games are, you know, you can still get Gunjack on that if you want it. Uh, so right now I'm really, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I, I mean, I realize I was cynical about VR from the start, um, but I'm not like crowing about this. I'm not pleased. I wanted to be blown away. Yeah. And maybe I'm, I'm still going to keep at it. Uh, and I'm probably not going to do like a review of the headset, but I want to use it obviously to try and do some impressions of VR games and stuff. Yeah. And hopefully I'll, I'll come across something that blows my bollocks off. But right now I'm just, I don't see why people are as excited about it as they have been. Not with where we are at now with it, maybe five years from now. But right now, I would not say the Vive is something worth getting a second mortgage for yeah. or anything like that. It's just... It's definitely not on my radar. Yeah, yeah. And I got these fucking boxes, these electronic boxes on either side of my room, um, my office, taking up space because I need that to track me in the room uh, while I'm doing VR things. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I, uh, I've been a bit, bit let down by it. But You're a bit sceptical about it. <laughs> a bit sceptical. Yeah. And actually trying has done nothing to uh, assuage that. Mm. So that's a shame. It's a, it's a shame. Um, but talking about Steam-related things that are good, um, I just want to talk about um, Operation Cleanlight, which I talked about on the Jimquisition uh, oh, two yeah. weeks back. Um, it's been mind-blowing. Uh, we were talking about like endorsing and stuff. Now, I'm... With some of the stuff I'm doing, I'm not trying to tell people to go out and buy things. I'm not even trying to tell them to go out and vote for things. I'm just looking at games on Greenlight 
that look interesting and look like they have potential. And rather than the MS Paint bullshit that you see hanging around on Greenlight, stuff that deserves to rise above the shit, you know? Stuff that, that looks like it deserves to have a shot at being on Steam. Um, so I, I did this series, um, Greenlight Good Stuff, which is the opposite of my Best of Steam Greenlight trailers thing, where I look at promising trailers and explain why they caught my eye or why, you know, someone recommended it to me and why I would agree with them that it's worth looking at. <clears throat> yeah. And the response has been fucking amazing. Mm. Um, right now we've confirmed to have gotten, just me and my viewers, um, confirmed to have gotten a, one, at least one game greenlit. Uh, two more of them shot up in the charts, like went into the top 100, then into the top 20. Um, one of them got kickstarted mm. because of um, a video I did on it. It was like eight, they had $8,000 on Kickstarter. They needed 35 grand and they had eight days to go. And they made it in like the last minute. And someone showed me the, the chart um, uh, that showed the dates that their, their monies were spiking and it was coinciding with the video. And it's just been... as a, For someone who has been quite famously called by developers whose names I will not mention right now as a leech, um, it's been empowering to actually give some good games ahead. It, it, like, it, Good-looking games a head start. It feels good to use your powers for good. <laughs> yes, yes. To be a force for good and... Because the world could always need, use more of that positivity and... I agree. And I, I feel like that's something... Like, I'm good at slamming a game. Mm. You know, I'm good at playing a shitty first-person horror game on Steam mm. and turning it into entertainment. Mm. But I get... I always get more joy from playing something like Inside for my channel mm -hmm. or reviewing a game like uh, Pony Island and, and stuff like that. I've always said as well, like buying Witcher 3 and Dark Souls makes a much bigger impact and sends a much bigger message to the industry than boycotting the new Call of Duty does. You know, I would think so. Put, yeah, yeah. Putting, putting your money an and buying stuff. stuff, I think, sends a much bigger message than not buying something because you don't like it. Or have a problem with it, you know. I would agree. Mm. I would agree. I think positive reinforcement is um, because with with Dead know. Space, you can be sure E three looked at Dead Space three, and went, "Oh well, people don't want to buy horror games anymore. Scrap that series," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they get been, the uh, wrong message then. <laughs> yeah, and then they they only pay attention when some other horror game does really well, yeah. and they're like, "Holy shit, we never knew." Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I just wanted to express my um i guess gratitude that the the those who who have been watching greenlight good stuff and the whole operation cleanlight stuff have been taking to it so well and my thing because this goes back from when i was a, uh, just doing games blogging games blogging at least back when i did it and certainly to the audiences i was writing for did not reward positivity they flocked to the bad stuff and if you had something good to say they were less interested mm. here like view wise if looking at it and it's most cynical green light good stuff is just as popular as best of sting green light trailers yeah. uh, just as popular as the negative stuff but also has you know potentially life-changing positive effects on small developers who aren't getting a leg up any other way mm. 
in a world where companies, you know, quote unquote, companies like Yolo Army exist that give them some money and they'll promote your game no matter how terrible it is. Mm. Um, there are these other ones who are just plodding along, hoping to get noticed, and mm. and it's yeah, the, the whole thing's been paying off. It's just been mm. fucking amazing. I think, and it's, I think a lot of us are tired of like the the primary language of the internet for so long has been relentless snarky cynicism. And I, I think yeah, I think I, yeah. I think that we're slightly seeing a shift from that now. And I think people like uh, like speaking of PewDiePie have been pretty influential on that in, in kind of causing the focus to shift back a little bit more towards celebrating, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And there's that shouldn't come at the expense of calling out bullshit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's still my stock and trade. Exactly. That's the just, there's, there's, there's room for both. Yeah, it just it feels good to and now I'm, and then just say that sh- hey, this thing's good. I'm sure, like getting like thank you notes from like uh, developers whose game you've helped probably feels much nicer than getting lawyers' letters from from annoyed ones. <laughs> it's better than a lawsuit. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I've gotten lovely messages from. Um, well, they were more announcements. They put them on the green light page from uh, the developers of uh, Always Awakening and uh, Dino. Dino, uh, Dragon Bros, sorry. Um, and, God, what was the first one I did on Green Light Good Stuff? Shit, can't remember. I'm terrible. Um, but, but you know, they, they've made positive, uh, like, like, thankful announcements to my audience and everything. Yeah. And it's just, it just, it feels better to, to lift someone up yeah. who you feel deserves it than... Definitely. Tear, even when they deserve it to tear someone down. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, that never feels good, it feel, even when it's necessary. It feels better to be Varus than Littlefinger. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a ni- that's a nice... That's a nice analogy. I like yeah. that. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about gamers before we do questions? Mm, nope, I'm all good. All right. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that the minutes before we started recording... Uh, my hairy Boglin arrived. Oh, nice. So that's a very important Boglin Watch 2016 update. Very nice. The post office person, the mail deliverer, walked up and I saw the pink slip in his fucking hand. He was ready to just leave a little note that said, sorry we missed you, you weren't home. <laughs> and I'm like, nah Give me my hairy Boglin. <laughs> exactly. If the mail truck's outside my house for this long, I bet they've got my Boglin. Um, it was about you, so I, I opened the door the moment he was there, and he went back and got it, and it was Boglin-shaped. The box, but <laughs> Boglin box-shaped. And my hairy Boglin was in there. It was the one I had when I was a child. I got it shipped from the UK, and I feel amazing. Awesome. Yes. Right, questions. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to sit forward for this. Ouch. Ouch. Ow. Oof. Oh, God. I hate being in that, that, chronic that pain. Doesn't sound it's not fun. good. It, honestly, I'd have preferred not to have it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have I preferred not to have it. <laughs> I'm going to. Let's see. I did a question thread this week. Didn't forget. Put it in the. Uh, oh, yeah. We totally forgot that last week, didn't we? We did, yeah. yes. Um, well, I did. Uh, it's in the Jimquisition <laughs> slash Podquisition fan group on Facebook, which is a. Uh, a closed group. You've got to be approved for it, I guess. I don't run it. I have got nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I had to leave the group. Nothing to do with any groups. I'm sorry. I had to leave the group, but I I wish I could see what happened in that group without having to join it because I'm just very private and I don't like having 
strangers seeing my Facebook profile. You know, it's just it's just a very yeah. personal thing. But oh well. <laughs> oh well, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people just talk about assholes on it anyway. Um, Laura Kate has a question. Who never heard? Never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how are you two lovely lads doing in my absence, she says. Uh, we're well, doing... Hope, I think we muddled through this better than I right. thought we yeah. would. I, I hope we haven't bored everyone too much. We're going to have to put a disclaimer on this episode, though, that it gets a bit more energetic towards the end. I think we'll... <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Because um, last week's was very considered as well. It yeah. wasn't um, a lot of uh, shouting and arguing and, yeah. and, and making jokes about you know, penises and stuff, which is fun to do, yeah. but I don't mind a nice considered. I think, yeah. And the comments were pretty podcast. like, like some of them really liked that. And I know there was one person hated it and was, someone ve- was like, we someone really was very that. angry that like we were all, you know, someone was angry that I was talking. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry about this week. Then. Sorry. Um, but you know, it is, it isn't just Laura that's changed the tone. I mean, like mm. I said, I am right now just very, I'm in a, a particular frame of mind, yeah. um, and, and I am both, I am both chemically and and just just psychologically from the the shit I've been dealing with. It's uh, and I'm monotonous at the best of times. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I liked today's podcast. Yeah, I um, I liked it. Too. I was expecting it to be like comically awkward. Yeah. Or or unfunnily awkward. I was expecting was a lot neither. more long awkward silences while we try yeah, and think of what yeah. to talk about. <laughs> But considering both of us were able to uh, hold court over Pokemon Go, I'm, I'm yeah. very proud of us. Yeah. Um, I think we did very well this week. Yeah. And fuck anyone who disagrees. Yeah. Um, Laura also says, how long did it take you to realise that you didn't edit out the bit where you, Gavin Holly, discussed which email account would be best to send emails to at the end of the year? I got several notes about that. Just, uh, uh, Jim, I think you left your personal details oh, on, uh, on, on the end there. Um I realised it long before I bothered to upload an edited version with it cut. Um, the only reason I, I bothered was just because it was just a weird way for the show to end. It's like, considering my personal details um, are out there, um, thanks to certain lawsuits and, and, and certain um, individuals, um, I'm not... As you say, the seal's been broken to where it doesn't really matter for me very much. I didn't give any you of know. my email details in that, did I? It was just it was me. Just you. It was just me. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and you know, I I get I deal with enough threats now where it don't matter. Like I I don't care. Like, but but I did edit that just because it was a weird way to end the show. It was it was funny and i um i'm a bit more diligent about making sure i know, you know when that, to end that kind of makes me sad there should never be a situation in life where someone gets um desensitized to threats yeah that just yeah, shouldn't I mean, be a thing that has to happen yeah it's it's become so normal that uh that there are things that have happened that should be like in my life that I don't talk about. I don't. I try not to publicly talk about a lot of stuff. Mm. But uh, there's stuff that's happened that should be like legitimately terrifying mm. to me that I just roll my eyes at because <laughs> I'm just used to it. I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it all before, uh, so it doesn't matter. Um, another one from Laura. Gosh, she must be bored today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Still on surgery leave. What TV show should I be binge watching while confined to the sofa? Kimmy Schmidt, Unbreakable. It's so fucking good. 
Yeah, I've only seen the first episode. It looked promising, yeah. but I've not gotten around to it the rest. It really of it. gets better as it goes along because it's a character uh-huh. comedy. So once once the characters are done with all their exposition, that's when it gets really really good. Okay, mm. I'll I'll have to give that another go myself. Um, TV shows. Better Call Saul is is also worth a watch. Better Call Saul yeah. is fantastic. Yes, mm. um, as is Breaking Bad. If you've not seen the the, the Breaking Bads either, um, I don't know what Laura's seen. Like mm. I. The last TV show I got really properly hooked on was um, the Battlestar Galactica mm. uh, redo with, with Ed- Edward James Olmos. Uh, that was years ago. Um, if you've not seen that, Laura, that's it's very good. Mm. Very good. You could, uh, <laughs> could watch that. Um, hell, I don't watch much TV shows anymore. No, no, Game of Thrones is done. It's more like Netflix um, shows now that, like... Yeah, Netflix shows where I watch, like, Monster Factory on YouTube mm. and stuff like that. Um I've, oh, I, I will say I would imagine good... Laura's probably Kimmy Kimmy Schmidt seems like something that would appeal to Laura, so I presume you've already seen it, Laura. But if you haven't, watch it because you I think you'd really like it. I love it anyway. Yeah. Um... And it's surprisingly dark. It's like it's a very bright mm. and shiny show, but the subject matter is so dark, and and the way they deal with that is really it's like kind of shocking, which I kind of love, you know. That actually that sold me more than anything anyone else has ever told me about it. Yeah. Especially having just watched through Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, I love comedy that goes dark and handles mm. it well. Not just shocking, mm. but but a, a comedy that can take dark material and make it funny, but also keep it in mind that this is dark stuff yeah, we're dealing with. Exactly. Um, so that's that's a. Good. So Laura has left us three questions. Did anyone else but um, Laura ask a question? Laura, I was going to say as well, um, you recommended, because you, you're the one who first brought it up, and since then I've watched it several times, but the uh, the, he- the Why Hero Quest is so great video. Oh, God, yeah. Um, even though the rest of his content isn't really like that, yeah. uh, Bardic Broadcast's uh, YouTube channel is very, very watchable. Yeah. Um, if you are, like, if you need, it's very good to tune out to um because he's just got that nature and uh, where it's you could just sort of watch him and just be oh yeah. for a few minutes and marvel um, at his beard marvel is amazing beard uh, he does lots of uh, what he calls cracking unboxings and reboxings of various collector's editions and statues yeah. um so if you've just seen the hero quest video do check out his other stuff because even he's, even uh, if you don't know hero quest that video is worth a watch it's amazing yeah. it is amazing um but yeah, yeah, his whole channel actually, I, I recommend. I recently subscribed to him. He's uh, he just strikes me as a very lovely guy mm. um, who who is into lots of sword and sorcery stuff. A very like a very likable um, nerdy beardy man. I'm I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zachary Lander says, "Have you ever been turned off by a game due to its soundtrack, even if the game was decent, but you couldn't finish it because of its music?" This is going to be a controversial one. Uh-oh. The first Bayonetta game. Yeah? Yeah. Actually, to be honest, anything with squeaky, um, like, Japanese people singing, really. <laughs> Which is weird, because I'm really into, like, some of these new Japanese female rock bands, like Band-Aid and, like, Dolls Box. But for some reason in video games, it drives me crazy. Maybe it's the oh. instrumentation they surround the voices with. It's so pummeling constantly on you as well as the voice that it just doesn't give you any respite mm-hmm. I don't think I have I don't think I've been put off by a soundtrack 
Um, I really... I mean, most video game soundtracks are forgettable these days because they don't focus on melody, so they're just orchestral walls that you can kind of forget. Um, But I've never played a game that I've been really enjoying that I had to stop because of the soundtrack, I don't think. This is also really going to make people so angry, but I really didn't like the music in Undertale. (laughs) Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I mean, I could appreciate it for its, um, its composition, but just that kind of chiptune stuff tends to really drill into my brain a bit. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being neurotic. Yeah. Well, fair, fair enough. Different strokes and all that. Yeah. Um, I still regularly like listening to covers of Undertale tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, some really nice ones. Um, Nick Foley, I'm single for the first time in four years. What do I do? Oof, you don't want the, the answer to that from me because the last time that happened me... <laughs> Uh, I became a very, very naughty boy and slept with everyone and kind of felt lonely at the end of the year, despite being with a different mm-hmm. person every night. <laughs> Shit, I'm not single and I'd do that now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I don't want to end up sad at the mm. end of it. Um, I mean... Take some time don't to... Don't worry about it. Yeah. Take some time to just enjoy being you. And I think get yeah. get in touch with what makes you happy about yourself. Um, you're probably going to need to build your confidence back up a bit. I think that happens to people a lot after relationships break down. But there's honestly yeah. too many variables here for us to give you good advice. Yeah, but, but definitely um, learn to be happy on your own for a while, bef- if you can help it, mm. before uh, oh, and I su- pursuing something else. I suppose the most important thing is to remember is that no matter how much it hurts, that is going to go away. Because I, oh, yeah, I know yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. feels like you've had a limb ripped off for a few months and then it gradually starts to ease up, but it, it gets better, trust me. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. So that's yeah. that. I'm... Uh, or, you know, just go get drunk Laura and fuck everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know. Why not? <laughs> join a band. That'll make it easier, by the way. <laughs> Um, We've got more questions. I've got loads. I don't know how Laura picks them so quickly. Because <laughs> um, I've got to go through these. And Actually, she picks a lot of ones before we record. Yeah, she does. I, I, Plus, I usually I'm more link spontaneous. her that, that I particularly yeah. like. Um, Daniel Burnham has one for me. I guess he's asking um, for the spin-off Doctors, the, uh, the other podcast we have on this channel. Um, what film are you least looking forward to covering? Angry Birds, Silent Hill Revelations, or Tetris? <laughs> uh, boring answer, I guess, is I Angry thought, Birds. I thought you were going to say Ghostbusters, because no matter what you think about that movie, <laughs> someone's going to hate you. If you like it, Luckily, if you like it, someone's going to be mad at you, and if you don't like it, someone else is going to yeah. be mad at you. Luckily, that's uh, not covered under the purview of uh, the spin-off Doctors, because <laughs> it's got to be based on a game. So uh... luckily... Luckily, that's all Bob Chipman. I don't have to go near it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Bob will, will probably up, upset people no matter what he says. Oh, yeah, <laughs> doubtless. It's, it's, the man's got a talent. Um, yeah, as far as the Ghostbusters thing goes, someone asked if I was going to review the game, and I'm like, I tend not to review uh, or even want to play a game unless I've seen what it's based on first. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I can't be bothered with that Ghostbusters 
Like I, I can't be fucked. Like I'll watch it when it like comes out on Netflix. You know. Yeah, kind of. I'm, I'm probably not going to go out of my way. I've heard it's been reviewing well, and that's cool. But it just never looked appealing to me. Mm. Um, very few reboots do. Like mm. I don't give a shit about the, the gender thing, the culture war thing. Mm. Like just, just all the angry men who are angry about it angrily. I don't give a shit about that so much as it's just it. It just looks like another reboot to me. And and the uh, last like the, the other ones I can think of recently were Total Recall and Robocop, and they were shite. Yeah, it's like not really. I'm not gonna rush out my way to go watch it. I I have enough interest to where if I was at someone's house and they said I'm putting on the new Ghostbusters, I would go okay, mm. fair enough. But I'm not I'm not going to the theater for that one. It takes a a lot to make me want to go to a movie theater anyway. Uh, so. Yeah, no thoughts from me. No hot takes on the new Ghostbusters from me. Um, any ones I do give will be very, very cold. I just, I uh, really hope the Assassin's Creed movie is great so that you have to say it is. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Trailer for that looked like dog turds. Well, but to anyway. be fair, it's hard not to when you've got Kanye going, Ah, hey, my God, all over the back of it. <laughs> I don't mind Kanye, actually. Um, he amuses me. Uh, but to answer Daniel's question, Angry Birds. Silent Hill Revelations I'm really looking forward to because talking about that film is hilarious. And if you've not watched, uh, not listened to the Retza Prey podcast, uh, Retza Talk episode that I'm on, me and Slow Beef cracking up while describing Silent Hill Revelations was one of my funniest recording things ever. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And Tetris, like, I, I can't wait to see the Tetris film. I can't wait to see how that turns out. I, I'm thrilled about that idea uh daniel burnham also has one for you okay um was metal up yeah uh, heavily influenced by slipknot uh i would say one or two of the songs yes definitely but yeah, in, in general that album's influenced by all the metal that i grew up with and listened to so you're talking hundreds of bands but yeah one or two of the songs were definitely influenced by slipknot i would say go buy it by the way everyone <laughs> Yeah, metal up. That's uh, Gavin's it, album. It, it, oh. If you're if you're a recent listener to Podquisition, that was my metal album last year that hit number one in the iTunes metal chart. So it's it's probably worth a listen. I I think it is. I think it's worth a listen. <laughs> oh, I think so too. I think well, I mean, you're you're a very talented pop star, Gav. <laughs> I I like music. What you do? Um, Leah Bond has. Um, a good question. A good question for this week. While we've been talking about nostalgia, uh, Pokemon and Boglins and whatnot, uh, do you miss video game arcades of yesteryear? And how disappointed are you by some bar and grill chains' attempt to recapture that nostalgia? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with apathy here because I prefer playing at home and not having to dump a load of money in to get further into the game. Mm-hmm. Fair and enough. not having to um, not having a fucking queue of dudes behind you waiting to play the game <laughs> while you're trying <laughs> to finish it. That's always the pressure is the worry that you're holding someone up mm. even if you've paid to be there. Um I I used to um I mean I moved around the country a lot growing up, but I spent a considerable amount of my childhood um at the coast um back in the 90s when there were lines of arcades up and down the street you know yeah. it would be the street and the beach they were huge yeah and the arcade like the street would have the beach on one side and arcade after arcade after arcade on the other side um 
And I used to love going in there. I'd play Bomb Jack and... Uh, Can you still, like, uh, as soon as I try and remember them, I remember the noise of the arcades, like the coins chink, jinkling mm-hmm, and, 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 those and the coin pushy machines. The blips and bloops of the, like, 8-bit <laughs> games. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Every game I, trying uh, to be louder than the one next to it, so mm-hmm. you notice it. I miss and that Lucky, lucky! Do you remember that game? <laughs> we weren't allowed to play that one. Only the older boys could play that one. It was uh, where you'd, like uncover pieces of like nude japanese women on the screen <laughs> oh okay yeah. one of those things yeah. i get you um i i do miss them and yeah a lot of the recent i appreciate they're trying um you know barcades and things and i've been some good ones I, f- I forget the name of it there's one in portland um a barcade that has proper like old school arcade machines in there and that's nice it's got a splatterhouse uh, arcade machine um, which I really liked. Uh, and I was in Atlanta uh, last weekend and stumbled on a barcade when I was heading back from Georgia Aquarium and found that uh, Deadly Escape 4D or whatever it was called with the air and the 3D and the screaming, and that was hilarious. Um, so I appreciate that they're around, but a yeah. lot of them have replaced the idea of arcade machines with just games of chance just gambling machines pachinko um, <laughs> your pachinko style stuff and, and it's sad, it's sad now to me. see that actual like video games home video games are starting to go down that path now as well yeah uh, yeah like it's all just turning into a fucking gambling thing mm. that's sad Sad. I sometimes wonder like um, how the guys who design those games sleep at night but you know as Bill Hicks you said you probably sleep like fucking babies <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay, I've got to yeah, piss so yeah. bad <laughs> yeah we'll wrap up soon uh, let's just see if I uh, what can we do uh, we'll end on this one Michael Trigger uh, Traeger Trigger Traeger Traeger uh, one of those will be right, probably. Um, what's on your playlist these days, music-wise? Do a little music question to end Ooh. with. What you listening to? What was I listening to recently? Uh, I haven't really discovered anything new recently I was really into, so I've been kind of going backwards in time, as always, like the old fogey that I am. I've been like listening to like all my favourite Britpop, like the Manic Street Preachers, and mm-hmm. what did we have on? Oh, this question always gets me because I know if I start down this path, it's going to like just be there all day, novel length. So I'm just going to let Jim answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I've been going a bit poppy myself. I've been re-listening to um, a lot of old Pulp songs. Oh, nice, um, nice, nice, nice. Fucking really like Pulp. Yeah. And yeah, I was listening to more of their... Some of the songs from We Love Life, which was um, the last studio album they did before they uh, like broke up. Like officially broke up and all that. I was stuff. just gonna and say that is. Have you heard that album? Because that's a brilliant album. It's a very very good album, yeah. and of course because it was before they closed and wasn't in their heyday. Mm. A lot of people don't talk about it. You t- you bring up pulp, people think common people. Yeah. This all this is hard. Trees is an amazing um, song. Trees, really nice song. The night that Minnie Timperley died is like yeah. one of my favorite songs of all time. Boom, boom, digga, 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 boom, boom. boom it's boom. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the night that Minnie Timperley died. Um, you know, you can look it up on YouTube if you want. Um, not only does it have, for my, you know, for my money, a great tune. Mm. It's, it's a great tune. Uh, lyrically, it is 
amazing. Mm-hmm. Like Jarvis Cocker is just a fantastic songwriter he is. anyway. He's brilliant. Um, I, his, his observations and talks about like class struggle and stuff. You, was... If if you have never heard his song "Cunts Are Still Running the World," please <laughs> go listen to that song because it's amazing. <laughs> very easy to find on YouTube. Yeah. That one. Um, very 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 well done. You know, you know what um, I was listening to last week. Do you remember Lisa Lockheed? The, she did the theme song for the raccoons. Oh, Ru- shit. Run With Us. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go, go, Fucking Run Go with listen us. to a song called Run With Us by Lisa Lockheed. <laughs> just just type, if you type into YouTube or Run Google the us. raccoons theme song, it'll come up. It's called Run With oh, Us. That's it's wonderful. so fucking good. <laughs> nice. Jim has re-inspired me to go and... Get, dig up the old Fleetwood Mac albums as well. <laughs> oh yes, yes, that that video turned out quite popular. Mm-hmm. The uh, the old Fleetwood video. Been uh, going back and listening to some uh, older Nine Inch Nails stuff as well. Oh, nice. I go through phases every now and then where mm-hmm. I'm like, I haven't listened to some Reznor in ages. One so. of one of my biggest influences, Trent. I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good little musician. That boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy, lovely boy. Did I ever tell you the funniest um, comment I ever saw on one of his videos? I think uh, no. I might have mentioned it on the podcast before. Anyway, it was like, you know, he had that band with his his wife. What was it called? How to destroy angels? Yes, and yes. it just it wasn't that popular with with his fans, you know. And not really. No. The top comment on the video was, "Is it really bad that I want her to break his heart so we can get another downward spiral?" Oh. <laughs> Oh bless! Um, yeah, he's uh, he's happier now. Yeah, and actually, I don't mind some of his newer stuff. I, I especially like the business model he's been going mm. with, um, you know, eschewing record companies and all that stuff. I like I like the um, last. I liked, uh, the last album was great. Yeah, all yeah. of his stuff. I I think his recent stuff's been fine. Mm. Um, you know, it's very different from. Um, tonally from his other stuff, but I like mm. it. Um, but anyway, good point to end. Yeah. On. Yeah, don't We've don't been going far just too long. don't let me start on music. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of music, you do do music yourself, and how can people listen to that music? I do indeed. You can come over to my YouTube channel, Miracle of Sound, where the latest song is Overwatch, and the next one that's coming out is gonna be centering Punk around Mondo. a certain mother of dragons, which is gonna be a lot of fun. And Ooh. I've got I've got Charmin again for this one. But I feel like um, in the last time I had Charmaine, I kind of had her like competing with like 80 layers of orchestra and guitars and me singing as well. But in this one, she's mm-hmm. free to soar over the entire nice. song on her own. So I think it's going to be awesome. Well, excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, keep an, keep an ear out for that one. I'll, I'll be looking forward to that one. Um, because I imagine the season finale this uh, year gave you a lot to Oof. a lot of inspiration. Yeah, last last um, last year I was worried I'd never make a Game of Thrones song again, but after this season I'm like, holy shit, I want to make all the songs now. <laughs> yeah, like I've seen some people giving this uh, this past season shit, but I honestly that was one of the best finales I've seen for a TV season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, not just of Game of Thrones, like like that was. That's how you do a fucking finale. I agree. That was my favourite season since season three. You know? I can't disagree. I I feel like now that they're doing... Now that they've gone, like, fully independent of Mm. the the 
tried and tested path. I, I've sensed this real like re-energization in the writers. Yeah. Um, they they just seem to be going and hog the, wild with it. The deaths this season returned to that more poetic feel that they had at the beginning that they seemed to lose in season five. That it wasn't, yeah, just people dying for the for yeah. the sake of Bar- it. barring one or lot. two that felt really fucking arbitrary, which obviously we can't spoil, but you'll know the ones yeah. I mean. Yeah, but um, most of it really did make sense. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, that's that. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Don't, as don't forget to tell them where to find you. Um, you can find me right here on this very podcast, yeah. um, <laughs> on on this website, and you can find me physically. In the real world, uh, in uh, the first week of September in London, um, I don't have dates for you yet, which is why I'm still keeping it in a soft announced phase. But Jimquisition takes London is a live show I'm planning. Um, he's he's got a, he's, got a venue he's after using up all the Pokemon in his hometown, so now he has to go to England. <laughs> yeah, gonna find me a Squirtle. Um, I don't know why I said that. that was, <laughs> there was no joke attached to that. That was just me saying a. That was just me saying hello, children. I am cool as well. I know a Pokemon. Um, but anyway, uh, live show in London, first week of September. Just keep it in mind for now. We'll have details as they come. Why uh, couldn't? Why, then, why thank- couldn't it have been the last week when I'm in London? <laughs> uh, that's timing uh. for you. That's. Uh, Blame the guy who's getting married. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that, that was my primary reason for going, mm-hmm. and I've uh, kind of made it a work thing as well now. But um, I'm really looking forward to it, and hopefully it'll be good, and we will have more details for you very soon. Uh, until then, thank you, as always, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.